episode 5444. How do you like it? How do you like it? Hopefully, lots. This is episode 54 of the Pot of Vision podcast. It's a really fun episode to record, and hopefully, it's a really fun episode to listen to. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Um, please, this is me begging you on my knees, um, my hands clasped together, my eyes flooded with tears, said tears running down my cheeks. Won't you leave us a review? It really helps us. Wherever you listen to your podcast, leave a review there. If you'd like to support the boys even further, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision to gain exclusive access to a load of goodies. Even if you don't want any of the goodies, you can just support us through there anyway. Um, We're on tour. Go to pottervision.com for a full list of tour dates. Anyway, here's me going on and on and on. Here's episode 54. Welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every single week, without fail so far, we look at a chapter from the Harry Potter books and we use them as a springboard for a lovely convo. Uh. I'm here with Tom Lawrenson opposite me, my name's Lucas Kirkby, and I'm doing this in a different order and it's throwing me off. And me. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's weird. This week, we're on episode 54, listeners. 54. We're on Prisoner of Azkaban, chapter 19, The Servant of Lord Voldemort. Mm. Tom, how are you? I'm all right. It seems odd asking you how you are when I've spent nothing but with your company for the past two days. Listeners, Thursday at 2.30, Lucas Kirkby arrives at my house. Yeah. He bundles me up in his arms, he plops me into his carriage, and he drives me away. Yeah. My girlfriend is left thinking, where has he gone? Yeah. I left no notes. She's probably reported me missing by now. Yeah. But Lucas has been parading me around the country, performing in a show. I did try to send a pigeon to Lucy (laughs) to tell her what was happening, but it was intercepted by a BB gun bullet. It was intercepted by a BB gun bullet. A BB gun bullet. Yeah. um, As we're we're doing a tour, a Pottervision live tour. Not a podcast. We recreate the first film. And it's a bloody good laugh. But let me tell you something. <laughs> Unlike normal tours where you do I don't know, two cities that are close to each other, <laughs> we're doing cities that are far away from each other. Thursday night, Hull. Friday night, Peterborough. You get me? <laughs> In terms of where we're going, they're probably quite close <laughs> compared to the others. But you got to, you know, when you're, uh, you know, we're starting up, aren't we? We're, we're learning. We're learning. You know, you got to take what you can get in mm. terms of dates and venues. But we've had a lovely gig in Hull and a oh. lovely gig in Peterborough. Peterborough last night. Come out, the show. 14 plus. <laughs> look, into, <laughs> look into the audience. How old are you, little girl? Nine years old. Ooh. Lovely. You're going to love the jokes about Harambe. You, go, <laughs> you remember him? You'd have been four. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was you, wasn't it? You were the little baby. You're going to love the Al-Qaeda stuff. You're going to love the sodomy stuff. Honestly, this is the show for you, little girl. <laughs> so we had to edit it slightly on the fly as we mm. went along. Yeah. Uh, but it's been great. We've seen uh, a few podcast listeners come to the shows. That's been lovely. Yeah. Uh, and we're hoping to see more of you next, uh, next month. We're in uh, Glasgow on the 8th of November, Edinburgh on the 9th, Newcastle on the 10th, Sheffield on the 14th and Liverpool on the 17th. Mm. And uh, we'd love to see, it's just lovely to see podcast listeners there and enjoying the show because the show's very different to the podcast, isn't it? Mm. But yeah, people have been having a good time. Yeah. Hey, well yeah, what have you been up to this week then before I bundled you into me boots? What have you been up to? I've got nothing. He's got nothing. How about you? He's got nothing. Well, let me tell you. Last weekend, I went to see my gorgeous fiance Martina. Oh, yeah. In Germany. Oh, yeah. Where she lives. Right. Oh, it was lovely to see her, if you don't mind me saying. But the experience was slightly marred by an Indian meal we went for. An Indian meal? A succulent Indian meal. So we go to this place, I won't say the name of it because I don't like to publicly slander local businesses. Oh yeah, locals to the Potter Vision podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, not local to us, is it? But, you know, an independent business, right? But What town is it in? This is in uh, Ulm in Germany. I reckon we've got a lot of listeners in Ulm. I think so. Ulm, home of the highest church tower in the world. So, we're in this restaurant, right? We sit down. Okay, we order starters. Okay, we'd like uh, poppadoms, please. And uh, I think we had like a uh, vegetable samosa or something like vegetable that. Vegetable samosa? Right, okay. Healthy. We sat down. Right. Half an hour goes by. We think, mm, it's a, maybe a bit longer than you'd expect for your starter to turn up, but uh, whatever. Busy? Uh, fairly busy, about half full, but not, not full. Mm. All right. Another half hour goes by. An hour? An hour. Nothing's turned up. Hmm. Another half hour goes by. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Nothing's turned up. It took two hours for us to receive our starter. And we were not the only ones. Ooh, the plot thickens. Hungry Germans. Hungry Germans. Everybody is kicking off. Four people... Walked out before getting their main meal, and they just said, I'm just going to pay for the drinks that I've had and the starter. So, four different tables walked out, two others were complaining. There was also at one point a waiter dropped a glass of uh, like a, a wine glass, and there were shards all over the floor. That was about 10 minutes after we walked in, they were still on the floor when we left. Short staffed. I don't think so, no. They had, uh, I think they had two waiters and they seemed to have about five people in the kitchen and then another bloke on the bar. <laughs> so they seemed to, enough, there must have only been about eight tables there with people in it. Oh, the atmosphere in the room was tense because the waiter was very rude to us when we asked how long it would take as well. It's probably listeners thinking, well, I've never been for an Indian meal. Maybe mm. that's normal. Maybe mm. that's normal. Listeners, give you a comparison. The other night, me and Lucas went for an Indian meal. Yeah. We'd performed... <laughs> we'd performed a show in Hull, and we asked our listeners, do we deserve an Indian meal? Our followers on Instagram. Yeah. Most of them said yes. 
One of them said no. And if you're listening, Eleanor Wilson, we deserved that curry 100% and it was tasty. <laughs> we go in? Yeah. Right, straight away. What you want? Yeah. Papa Doms, here they are. What you want? Curry. Here's your curry. They go to you. You're, you go, ooh, my curry's wrong, but I'll eat it anyway. He goes, no, you'll get the right curry. Yeah. So they cook Lucas a curry in a minute. They cooked it in a minute, which you might be suspicious about, but I was glad of the speed. He was glad of the speed, <laughs> but he was not glad of the meat. What happens when you cook lamb too quick? Oh, I don't know. What happens when you cook lamb too quick? It makes it hard. Oh. And, and chewy. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. succulent. No. Can I ask you, how was your lamb? It was all right, actually. It was hard and chewy. No, it makes me suspect they just had some on the pan, maybe already cooked. No. Ready to put into my sauce. But the meal was actually, uh, the, the meal we had was very nice. <laughs> the food we had at that restaurant in Germany was actually very nice, but it just took two hours to come. Mm. And I think if you've waited two hours for something, you're never going to enjoy it, even if it's the most wonderful meal in the world. Because mm. you're annoyed. You're like, but it's took two hours, this. Yeah, it's lovely, but bloody hell. Do mm. like it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, uh, that was that. And if you want to hear other stories related to my trip to Germany, hashtag hitchhikers, follow us on our Patreon and you can mm. read this. You can listen to it there. Yeah, secret stories. Tom. Are you ready for a chapter 19, book three, a rundown? Yes. <laughs> he thought about mentioning running me down, being run down, but he resisted and said yes. The servant of Lord Voldemort. Just to recap, Snape's turned up. He's appeared behind the invisibility cloak. He picked it up by the Wampin Willow. Tommy's looking at me through the travel lodge mirror and it is both distracting and alluring. I at think the same it'll time. make it better for the audio because we're more now more fo- focused at the speaker. But looking at each other. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I feel like we should have discussed this before. I don't like it when we're talking to the phone. Shut up. Snape is there. He's like, oh, ha, 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 well, it was me. I'm going to catch you. And he's excited to catch Sirius Black. But Lupin's like, hey, Snape, hear him out, hear him out. Snape doesn't want to hear any of it. Harry starts having a go at Snape. Snape starts having a go at Harry. It all goes a bit wild. Harry raises his wand and then does Expelliarmus. Little does he know, Ron and Hermione have done the same. They do a triple Expelliarmus on Snape, throw him against the wall, and he's knocked out and he's bleeding from the head. Oh, my goodness. So, Remus and Sirius are talking a bit more about Peter Pettigrew, and they're like, right, let's turn him into his old self, right? So they wave the wand, and he turns into Peter Pettigrew. He looks like a rat, but he's got a human body. Imagine Timothy Small in Mm. makeup. That's what he looks like. And he tries to beg with everybody, please, please, it wasn't me. But he finally admits... He was the one who betrayed Harry's mum and dad. It was Peter Pettigrew. And they decide, well, they're going to try and kill him. Remus and Sirius go to kill him, but Harry saves his life. He says, my dad would not want of you two to have become a murderer like this little git here. Mm. And they go, all right, we'll just let him have the soul sucked out of him for the rest of his life instead. That's the humane thing to do. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so they leave the shack, and that ends the chapter, The Servants of Lord Voldemort. Oh, my God. What, what a, a chapter. chapter. The chapter starts off, Snape walking into the room. Oh, yes. He says, thank you for letting me borrow your clothes, Harry. <laughs> he declares. Thank you for letting me borrow your clothes. He borrowed his um, visibility cloak. Yeah. And then he goes, I bet you're wondering how I got here. Yeah. Uh, before you start on your big speech, none of us were wondering that. Yeah, we don't need to wonder. It's clear you've been either snooping or following us. Yeah. So the methods you took aren't yeah. important. What we know is you've been following us about. Yeah. And now you want to gloat about it. 100%. He's there gloating and he starts having a bit of back and forth. I've right. been rummaging through your things, Lupin. Well, you shouldn't have been. Yeah, excuse me. You've been <laughs> rummaging through my things. You've stolen this little boy's cloak. What are you doing, just Mr. Snoopy? Why are you on a rampage? Like, <laughs> you're not a fox <laughs> looking through every bin you can stumble upon. Like, just keep your hands to yourself. He reminds me of um, the contestants have come down with me. Oh, yeah. When they get that bit where they get to snoop around someone's bedroom, yeah. like, while they're cooking a meal. Why is that part of the show? A hundred percent, right. And then they, sh- co- they come down, like, wearing the person's lingerie or something. Ooh! <laughs> it's, what a show where you are downstairs marinating a chicken while somebody's upstairs rooting through your knicker drawer. You, why is that going on? Like, that, honestly, that show is ridiculous. It's for nosy bastards who want free food. Yeah. But yeah, I, I could imagine Snape on Come Down With Me. The food was dry, it took ages to come. I'm going to give it three out of five. That's good. Thank you. Come down with me. Come down with me. Come down down with me. Snake declares, Two more for us to burn tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. He was saying that. Snape. Snape. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two more for us to burn tonight. My precious. Is that your call, Severus? Well, yeah, well, also, it's late already. Like, there's no, there, there seems to be no justice system in the wizarding world. And we're in spring, aren't we? Yeah, we're coming up to summer. It's We know it was dark two hours ago when they were, like, faffing about running around the, mm. the Whomping Willow. So it's about 10pm or whatever it is, and Snape thinks he's going to be able to get Sirius Black and Remus Lupin trialled and convicted by midnight. Mm. <laughs> is that what he thinks is going on? <laughs> yeah. uh, hello, is, is the court open? <laughs> no, Snape, the court's not open. Yeah, it just seems odd, like, fair enough, overnight cell at the local police station. Mm. <laughs> Don't stick in my bloody Azkaban by, the, <laughs> by dusk. You know, it just seems a bit daft to me, that. Yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah, Snape has gone mad, hasn't he? All the oh, things yeah. he's doing. He's coming dressed in children's clothes. He's been rummaging through another teacher's bedroom. Yeah, but in a way, rightly so. I think faced with my childhood tormentors, yeah, I think I'd be doing the exact same thing. And if I had the opportunity to kill them, I would take the opportunity. Yeah. My one problem with... He's I... going to say yes to that here? What? Someone saying, given the opportunity to kill someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, then. Sometimes it's best to agree. But I was thinking about what you first said. And uh, for me, I've got nothing against Remus Lupin 
teaching at Hogwarts because he's a werewolf. Yeah. For me, that's not a problem. He seems like a nice guy. He seems responsible, blah, blah, blah. What I do have an issue with is that Snape is a loyal staff member to Hogwarts. He's been working there for years. Mm -hmm. He lives there. He always does the right thing. If I'd heard that someone had hired my bully from school, I'd have a word with Dumbledore and be like, forget he's a werewolf. That man bullied me at school and and I'm a bit scared of him. And I have a lot of really bad memories. No, no, I trust Lupin with my life. I don't care if you trust Lupin with your life. Um, oh, he's so mild-mannered. Have you spoke to him? <laughs> he sent me to my death. He has no money, you know. No one will employ him. <laughs> what better position than defence against a dark arts at a school full of children? But it's ridiculous. And it's not even as if, like... You know, all right, but we'll we'll keep you separate, you know. I know you've had a bit of trouble in the past, but don't worry, keep separate. He's got him covering lessons <laughs> for him. Can you make him a potion every month? Like, bloody hell, like, you're making me, like, spend so much time with him as well. <laughs> Just bring him back trauma. Whatever, whatever issues you two have, I'll leave you to work it out yourself. Anyway, I'm off on my holidays. Yeah, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? By the way, can you make him a lemsip every week? And <laughs> cover all of his lessons. Anyway, I'm off to read Beadle's the Bard. <laughs> And write my all-important reviews. No <laughs> oh, there's a snake roaming around the school here. There's werewolves happening. Sirius Black's been slashing through the pictures. Have you heard the one about the beast with the hairy heart? Right, Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> there's no reasoning with this dude. <laughs> For me, as a, as Harry Potter... You don't have any lemon drops, do you? <laughs> Being in this shack, seeing teachers argue would have been a thrilling thing to watch. Like in school... Sure, when sure you won't be scared. Oh, I don't, a little bit. But you know at school when you know that teachers don't really like each other and they might look at each other a bit funny or be a bit rude? It's thrilling. But to see an all-out argument with two members of staff, I think would be so exciting as mm. a kid to see. Bloody hell, it's kicking off between Miss and Sir. I know. But then again, if you ever see a p- parents fight, you're like, oh, this is terrifying. Oh, yeah, I think when it's your own parents, yeah, definitely. I think it's scary when it's other people's parents. Oh, yeah, because you don't know where they're going to go. Yeah. Bloody <laughs> hell. You're like, why do I have to be here? Yeah. <laughs> Must you air your dirty laundry in front of me? <laughs> I can see your skid marks. <laughs> now, yeah. everyone's... Snape is using... It's now Snape's turn to not let anyone talk. Yeah. Before, it was Harry and Ron doing yes. the not letting anyone talk. Yeah. Now, Snape wants to play. Yeah. I want to be the only one talking. Yeah. Let us explain, Snape. No, 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 no. He says, you should be thanking me on bended knee. What a lovely rhyme. Thanking me on bended knee. And then he continues. He says, and we will see what it takes to be the most lovely... Little monkey, for cheeky is he who drinks his own pee. So don't you see that you and me should take this chance so we can be free? Oh, thank God I've got the original version that doesn't have that bit in it. <laughs> yeah, I heard that in. I thought it was a bit weird. It's a bit weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Snape. I don't know what's up with him today. Can't pass a Snape. Rummaging through people's personal belongings, stealing children's clothes, and now he's hog-tying Lupin. 
<laughs> he waves his magic wand. <laughs> he wraps a tiny little invisible thread around Rupin's lips. He gags him. It says he's bound and gagged. <laughs> Bloody hell. And also, in this children's book series, that's the second time somebody's been bound and gagged. It was Harry in book one. Was it? <laughs> Professor Quirrell had Harry bound and gagged. Oh, yeah, by the invisible ropes. The by ropes. In, yeah, the invisible ropes. Oh, the invisible. They might have been visible. Oh, God. But, yeah, second uh, thing of bondage in this book series. And uh, he's trying to shut them up, like you said. He's trying to... Snape, I don't want to hear what people have got to say. La, 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 la. I'm not listening. And Hermione says, it wouldn't hurt to hear what they've got to say, would it? <laughs> it could. In a world where people do not need a magic wand to perform magic, where people can say things and make things happen without the use of a, a yeah. magic wand. What if he does this? All right, go on, let him talk. Asensio! <laughs> yeah, only in the last book, a man was summoning a snake with his voice. Yeah. Let's not hear what they've got to say if you're worried about them. What You know, there's loads of things people can do with their voices yeah. in the wizarding world. The trio, right, so, um, but instead, Snape's not listening to anyone. All the kids are trying to shut him up. He's bound and gagged, um, looping. He's threat pointing his wand at Sirius Black's skull. Yeah. He won't listen, so the trio, all at once, do Expelliarmus on him. Oh, yeah, triple whammy. Expelliarmus. Um, sparks fly. Right? Yeah. Throw him to, against the wall. He hits the floor, unconscious. Blood is dripping from his hair, running down his face. Yeah. The trio, essentially, have killed Snape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the crime of arresting an escaped convict. Interestingly, though, the... So they're implying here that if three people do the same spell, it triples the effect of the spell. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, what else can be can happen? You know, if groups get together, like if if like five people I did Wingardium Leviosa, gone. The whole thing just like fly through the roof into space. Or what about if you did three times the Alohomora? Unlocks it, locks it again, unlocks it. Amazing. So the rule is, if you've got an odd number of people, it will be unlocked. If you've got an even number of people, it'll be locked. Sorry, sorry, guys. Double negative. I'm imagining. Ten people doing waddy wazzy at the same time. Oh, yeah. Bowling ball up your nose, through to your brain, dead. Waddy wazzy. Waddy wazzy. What, waddy wazzy. <laughs> waddy wazzy. What about ridiculous? Something would be bloody funny if you had five people doing ridiculous on a boggarts. <laughs> so, um, they finally explain, right? Yeah. Black... And Black finally discusses what happened that night. Yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. said to have killed all those people and Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. He explains that Peter Pettigrew cut off his own finger, cried out all these alleged crimes against Black, and then behind his back, <laughs> yeah. destroyed a street, and yeah. then turned into a rat and slunk down the sewers. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. What a bloody thing to happen. Yeah. And uh, they find out that uh, Snape... Uh, sorry, they find out that Pettigrew is in Hogwarts by Black Seas, the picture of Ron on holiday. Yeah. Right, on the newspaper. And it says, um, Cornelius Fudge gave me a copy of his paper when he came to visit me in prison. 
I always visit him. <laughs> Why on earth is Cornelius Fudge, the Prime Minister, giving a mass murderer... Imagine that. ...his copy of the Mail on Sunday? Imagine that. Fred West being visited by Tony Blair. <laughs> I've been reading about that. <laughs> you have a look at this, see what you think. <laughs> All right. Just imagine that, bloody hell. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I've not done the crossword. You can have a go at that if you want to. Off yeah. I'm a mass murderer. Um, while we're on the subject, we get an interesting description of Azkaban, finally. Yes. Azkaban. Right? It's a prison. Mm. Similar to Alcatraz. Yes. A's. K's. Z's. Yeah? Mm. Similar. Similar. But on, so we find out that the only guards at Azkaban are the Dementors. Yeah. There is no wizards there. Like, yeah, who aren't like guilty of anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the um, the guards, the dementors, will suck any life out of anyone. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So just have the dementors there. Mm-hmm. But because of this, um, the dementors, these supernatural beings, have been given the responsibility of also having chores around the prison. <laughs> they have to bring them food, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, Sirius Black reveals how he escaped. Yeah, he says. Um, he had so no love in him. There was no nothing to feed off. Yeah, and uh, when he turned into a dog, yeah, uh, he could get really skinny, walk past the bars, yeah, and then swim back to shore. Despite the fact that we've been told numerous times how enormous this black dog is that's been skulking around the castle, he it, can get through prison bars. It's skinny. It's skinny. He's he's a skinny bitch. <laughs> it's massive, but it's skinny. Yeah. So Massive dog from Captain Pugwash. <laughs> Two centimetres thick. But, um, yeah, ima- yeah, like, after <laughs> Dementors doing all these chores, they lose their fear factor. Mm. They are 100% not as scary if you imagine a Dementor <clears throat> bringing somebody a bowl of soup and a brown roll. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> they're scary. <laughs> <laughs> With a tray with a bloody flapjack on it. (laughs) 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 Bloody hell. What could the food be? I'm imagining just like slop. Bread and water. Yeah, something like that. But just imagining a Dementor like putting toilet duct around the rim of the toilet. Yeah. (laughs) Sweeping the steps. Taking laundry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to suck suck them off. Yeah, bloody hell, yeah. I can't imagine a de- Dementor separating whites from colours. Mm. Mm. And Ron, and I get this, even though all this evidence, well, not evidence, but all these claims are being said at him about Peter Pettigrew, oh. he can't believe it. He still can't believe He's it. He's being tremendously difficult. But, come on, imagine if I was trying to convince you that your hamster was Ted Bundy. Are we in the wisdom world or not? Yeah. We're in the wizarding world. Yeah. And you are you passionate about it? Yeah, yeah, it's Ted Bundy, that hamster. And uh well I respect you. I'd listen. I'd say well, All right. okay, Ooh, show fa- me. Fair enough. Fair enough. I won't be a weird little nit. We took good care of him. <laughs> no no you haven't. You tried to turn him yellow two years ago. <laughs> yeah, they've yeah, they've turned into a goblet badly in a transfiguration. Yeah, it must be interesting being a gobbler. You know when he gets turned into a gobbler because then he's a he's a human turned into a rat turned into a gobbler. That must be a weird feeling, mustn't it? Can I just say? Yeah. 
I'm sure you think differently, but I would not drink from that goblet. Do you know what? On this occasion, I agree with you. Mm. I wouldn't drink either. Very interesting. So, we find out how the Potters were betrayed. Oh, how? Tell me. Black was the secret keeper. Oh, yeah. I feel for a reason that wasn't explained, he transferred that role of secret keeper to Lupin. Not Lupin. Pettigrew. See, I originally wrote that down, but they explain it later. He says, well, they would expect me to be the secret keeper. Voldemort would. So they'd come for me. So I changed it to Peter Pettigrew because they wouldn't suspect the little scrawny lump to be the secret keeper. Makes sense. Makes sense. It make us a sense. So like in the film, they don't use the term secret keeper. Well, because it's a bit confusing because it just seems like, well... What does that mean? It's some kind of magic thing where you have yeah. a secret. And why are the Potters so valuable to Voldemort? Yeah. I need to find the Potters. I need to find... Listen, yeah. James Potter is 20 years younger than you. Yeah. You don't need anything to do with him. No. Weirdo. But also, what's this secret thing? Because he's not like... Oh, you know, he knows... Sirius Black knows where the Potters live. And he's coming up to Peter Pettigrew and he goes... Peter, I'm the secret keeper for a secret, right? But I'm going to tell you and you're going to be the secret keeper and you're going to have the responsibility. Lillian James Potter and baby Harry, they're in Godric's Hollow, right? Now you have the secret and you have the response. No, 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 you still know. You still know where they live, Sirius Black. You still have that secret. Yeah. Why would why have you suddenly do you forget when you give the secret? What surely it's like a spell that you transfer from you to someone else. Yeah. Like it, only one person can have this inside them at a time. Mm. I remember them talking about it in the uh you know when they overheard the teachers in the Leaky Cauldron. Oh yeah, tell me more. Tell yeah, me more. but then I can't remember what the ins and outs of the secret keeper was. I mean I don't think our listeners expect anything more from us. I don't think so. The hosts of a Harry Potter podcast. Why oh. should we know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This bit annoyed me. They're on about Peter Pettigrew and um, Sirius Black. Sorry. Yeah, they're on about Crookshanks' role in helping Sirius Black... And it says that Crookshanks found the Gryffindor passwords in a boy's bedside table. Cats can read. So Neville Longbottom never even dropped that piece of paper at all. No. And McGonagall punished him like the village... Paedophile. McGonagall treated him like the village murderer. The village murderer? Hung, drawn, quartered, you know, put him over her knee, pulled his pants down and spanked his bare bottom in front of everybody in the Great Hall, figuratively. And I really hope there's an apology from her later in the book because he didn't even drop that piece of paper. Mm. And we were talking about a few weeks ago, even if he has dropped the piece of paper, he doesn't deserve all this shit, all this punishment. He was in his bedside bloody cabinet. So, yeah. <laughs> it's annoying me that. We're going to have some... Uh... Yeah, it's not fair. No. And no apology is ever offered to Neville. Yeah. Ever. No. And I hate that. So, Neville is left thinking that he he's, he's the one who let Sirius Black in the castle. Yeah. Oh, 
It makes me mad. I love that Lupin and Black are more than prepared to kill someone in the presence of children. Yeah. No step outside. No go back to the castle. We'll deal with this. Yeah. You must watch. (laughs) You must see this man obliterated. You must learn the spell. Yeah. It must have been a horrific sight seeing a rat transform into a man. Yeah. And it isn't specified at all. Yeah. Was he naked? <laughs> we don't know. I Sh- imagine he was surely naked. Surely them clothes would have rotted off over the period of 12 years? Yeah, exactly. 13? 13, yeah. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. But yeah, he turns back into Peter Pettigrew. And it says, oh, you know, all of his features were a bit mousy anyway, a bit ratty features. Now, are you telling me that the laws of magic and animagi is that the animal you can turn into has to be the shallow judgments of somebody looking at you? Oh, you've got a piggy nose. Your animagus must be a pig. Yeah. That's the way magic works. Mine would be, oh, you're hung like a horse. What, you'd be a horse? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's got to be based on skill rather than, oh, you've got a bit of a twitchy nose and whiskery face, you, you're going to turn into a rat. You can't be a swan if you wanted to be, because you look like a rat. I don't like that. Hey, rat means. Yeah. It explains why black is insane, though. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it? Because imagine you being blamed for a crime you know you didn't commit. Yeah. But also... It affecting you more than any other crime possible. Your best friend yeah. has been murdered yeah. over something like you let slip. Yeah. Because, and then the person who did it is like framing you. It's so convoluted, isn't it? Because it all, it all wraps back up into itself. Mm. And um, I think I would feel guilty as well because it is his fault because if he hadn't have told Peter Pettigrew... Yeah. They wouldn't be dead. So I think it was. it's an interesting twist of he's innocent, but it is his fault, really. Mm. He just hasn't pulled the trigger. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's a really interesting, especially for this book, and like, because we're three books in now, it's definitely getting more dark and more complicated. But that psychological thing of, you know, I'm in prison for murdering, for leading James and Lily Potter to their death. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of innocent, but actually I'm guilty. Maybe that's why he just put up with it, mm. being in uh, Azkaban for so long. Mm. And only decided to escape once he saw a rat on the news. Hey, there's a rat in the news. There's a rat on the news. Headline, rat in Egypt. <laughs> um, Peter Pettigrew is now out and about. He's walking and talking. Hey, he's hey. sniffing and spitting. Ooh, he's quick. slapping his belly. He's wiggling his imaginary tail. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, that's why, he didn't say, but Black says to him, you went to the Weasleys so you could keep an ear out. We've mm. got an explanation. We were saying, why did he go to the Weasleys? So he could keep his ear out for any news. Yeah. What's going on, guys? The worst two people to listen in on. One of them is obsessed with rubber ducks and bathtubs. Yeah. And is spending half of his time in the garage. Yeah. Magic in a bike or a car or whatever. Yeah. The other one's setting her knitting off and shouting at the children. 
I don't feel like you're going to be getting any up-to-date news from them two. <laughs> they don't seem to discuss any current affairs. And as well, if you're the pet of a kid, you're always going to be around the kid. And you're never going to overhear adult conversations because you're the child's pet. You might be able to escape and something. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? I think like if you're in the in the rat cage in the boy's bedroom, you're much less likely to hear scandal or gossip or... Mm. Anything. Instead, he's been watching Ron have a wank. <laughs> Instead, he's been watching Ron read about the... Chudley Cannons. Chudley Cannons. The Chudley Cannons. He's so up to date with the Chudley Cannons. <laughs> Look, Voldemort, uh, I've got no information on the Order of the Phoenix yeah. or Dumbledore's army or anything like that, but I can tell you the top goal scorer for this year for Chudley Cannons. Mm, mm. They take the time... Explaining why he did it and then the seeing Peter Pettigrew as a man yeah. has convinced the kids. Yeah. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. Hermione does a bit of like, she has, you know, arguing in his court. Like, he could have killed Harry all those times. Why did he never? Yeah. yeah. Thank you, little girl. Thank you for saying so. <laughs> Always so smart. And then he says, because he had nothing to gain from it. Yeah. If there's no Voldemort about... He'd only he'd only do something when there's a reward. Yeah, but Hermione, you've you've just seen the rat turn into a human. Do you, do you have to, how many chances do you have to give him? She's being thorough. She's being thorough, but is it her place? Scientific to method, Scientific covering method. every possible scenario, right? And it's seeing Peter Pettigrew cower. Yeah, Black looks at Harry, explains to him. And then Harry nods, yeah? Yeah. And I love this, because it says, Pettigrew had fallen to his knees as though uh, seeing the nod had been his own death sentence. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Powerful. Good. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Harry, believe- Harry knows. Harry knows. And I like that... He was their secret keeper. He was their friend. I like that, yeah. I like that Harry, the one who... Because of Pettigrew, his parents have died and he's had such a crazy life and stuff. He's the one to, you know, in Peter's mind, sentence him to death. Mm. Oh, shall we kill him together? Yes, let's. Excuse me. That's a bit weird, isn't it? (laughs) This should be like a senseless, like, execution. You should be bloody holding hands, getting a hard on doing it together. (laughs) Oh, let's do it together. Well, why are they do? Oh, after three, don't do it before I do it. We'll do it at the same time. No, you kill him first. No, you yeah, kill him you, first. Oh, oh, don't start without me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a bit about Pettigrew. He was worried about coming back because he's scared of other Death Eaters being annoyed with him because they think. That Pettigrew might have something to do with why Dumble, uh, why Voldemort yeah. lost his powers. He sent Voldemort to his death. Sent Voldemort to his death. So you're saying Peter made Harry's mum love Harry? Yeah. Yeah? Otherwise, she wasn't interested. Otherwise, she weren't interested. If it wasn't for him coming round and going, hey, what a lovely son you've got. <laughs> she was like, him, I'll take him, I'll leave him. No, no. Something special about him. Can I have him? I want him now. Hey, it's worked. <laughs> That's going to kill Voldemort. What? <laughs> you like him now, don't you, Harry? 
There's a great line. I'm, I was loving this chapter. All like the yeah, the words, the descriptions. Oversized balding baby. Oh yeah, I love it. Which means he can only be naked. It only. He couldn't be anything else but naked. It, there's no possibility with those few lines that he's got clothes on. <laughs> yeah. There is something fascinating about a fully grown man begging children for something, for forgiveness. I do that to my niece sometimes. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, not for forgiveness, but if she's got something... Yeah. And like, I'll be like, hey, she's two. I'll be like, hey, can I have it? And she's yeah. instantly, no. Yeah. And then, so instead to make a laugh, I get on my knees and clasp my hands together. Yeah. And go, please, 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 I beg of you, please. And then she goes, all right. That's funny. <laughs> I will if you beg me. <laughs> it's going to be a weird thing to have that in her head that people need to do that before she does something. What a great thing to instill in a child. Oh, you're not going to get on your knees and beg me first. <laughs> Finally, Ron is revulsed at his pet. Maybe all people with rodents at pets should picture them as being secretly Timothy Spall to get over their little <laughs> affection to them. There's the bit where he goes, I'll let you sleep in my bed. Does he say that? Yeah. He goes, I'll let you sleep in my... Yeah, a middle-aged man, Ron. Yeah. Has been sleeping in your bed for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> You've been feeding a middle-aged man. They didn't put him in his bed when he was a baby. <laughs> Maybe, bit <but> company. <laughs> put the rat in with you. Put a rat in with Ron, keep him warm. <laughs> I'd love that. Um, yeah. Right, let's kill him. No, yelled Harry. Very noble of him to not want... His friends' dad, his dad's friends, have become murderers. I like this. I would not have been that mature. I'd have been like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me, what a moment for Harry Potter! What a moment for Harry Potter to, because he 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 wanted to kill Black an hour ago, mm. and I think to be able to actually stop, take all the information in, and then change his mind, and then also. Because he's obviously got this new hatred for Pettigrew. I don't think he does have a hatred. I think he pities him because he's so yeah. pathetic. Whereas Black is painted as an actual evil villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pettigrew's he's vermin, isn't he? Yeah. He's like a blood-sucking mollusk of a man. <laughs> you know a blood-sucking mollusk. A blood-sucking mollusk of a man. <laughs> Imagine a snail with fangs. But, well, but he still sold, sold his parents to Voldemort. Yeah. You know, and I still think he would feel still a lot of hatred. But, um, yeah, yeah, to the fact that still have all that and then still want to spare him. But let me ask you this. If you knew without any escape, any chance of escape, you would spend the rest of your life in Azkaban, having the soul sucked out of you, going insane, would you rather be killed dead on the spot beforehand? I reckon now that... Um, Peter Pettigrew has overheard how Sirius Black escapes Azkaban. Yeah. He's thinking, well, I could do it as well, then. Well, especially because he's a rat. <laughs> bloody hell, if he's out there on the first day. <laughs> if a great Dane can get through, bloody mm. hell, a little rat can. Yeah. Yeah, he might have to... yeah, that is so ridiculous. 
But then maybe they'd have to put special... Pre- they'd know he was a rat. Ooh. So they'd have to put him in, like, padded cell or something. Yeah. Big cardboard box he can't get out of. Or just give him the kiss straight away. Yeah. I had to do that with Poppy, you know. Give her the Dementor's kiss? No, yeah, yeah. Where is she now? <laughs> she's, uh, she's in... Uh, she's in my house. She's his house? She's in my house. She's being very naughty now. Every two weeks... Come here, Poppy. Exactly. Come I here, c- Poppy. Well, don't do that. Come here, Poppy. That's nice. That's the more I like it. So what I do is uh, every two weeks she has a cage cleaned out, right? So she normally we put her in another box which has a few toys in it. A few. You things. get a little bib. I get a little. Nice and fork. And you go to town. No. We clear out all of the old straw. We leave a bit in it, so there's a bit of sense in it. And uh, we clear it all out. We wipe it all up, and then we put new straw down, right? And normally we put Poppy in another little box. And she climb, you know, she plays around and she's all right. Bloody hell. I went to change it last week. She's climbing up out of the box every every minute. <laughs> I'm there putting straw in the thing. She's, she's like got bloody half of her feet coming out of the box. So I'm putting her back in. Then next minute she's climbing up again. <laughs> so I did the only thing I could. I was like, right, you're going in the naughty box. You're not going in this nice box with, uh, you know, things you can climb on. You're going in an empty cardboard box. For the last five minutes while I changed this this bloody thing. Mm. And she tried to climb it, but she couldn't. It was an empty cardboard box. There was nothing to purchase on with your hands. Her claws. Her claws. With her claws, so yeah. So I had to issue a bit of uh, hamster discipline. But... What did you do? Spank her? Oh, no, put her in the box. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't spank a hamster. Mm. Let me put that on record, listeners. Mm. <laughs> How long is this going on for? <laughs> I'll put it on record, <laughs> listeners. I will never spank a hamster. Mm. Other animals, we might reveal later in the pod. Spanking a dog. Where would you spank a dog? Would you spank it um, over the tail? Like, oh, do you know what I mean? Imagine no. it's got its tail between its legs, and then you're spanking um, its dog bottom. <laughs> And its tail. Or if the tail was up, would you be spanking the anus? No, no. I feel like if you're spanking a dog... But dogs like a bit of a pat, don't they? For me, it'd be like the side where their bum is. Spank its thigh? No, like a little pat, you know. They like pats, don't they, dogs? Like a bit of rough, don't they? A bit of a, a, bit of a tickle, a bit of a rub. What are you saying? So you're trying to please the dog or discipline it? I'm trying to please it. No, but you're talking about spanking. This is discipline. You don't spank to discipline a dog. To discipline a dog, you either... You know, naughty, or you make them sit down, or I don't know. No, but I know you're not like meant to, but this is you, a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you do? Uh, I wouldn't touch it. Any, nothing to do with me, dogs. All right, you see, animals are animals. Yeah? yeah. Humans don't have authority over an animal. Yeah. Separate things. Yeah. You know, it's not for me to discipline a dog. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to discipline someone else's child. No, that's true. Dog, I'm not going to discipline you, am I? You do sometimes. <laughs> Come here, you. I was spanked before this started. <clears throat> now, Tom, we saw some hog tying in Philosopher's Stone. Oh, yeah. We had to wait two whole books to have somebody hog tied again. And it was looping. Yeah. But, hey, we don't have to wait long for the third time. The end of the chapter. <laughs> Pettigrew's being hog tied. Chain ganged. Chain ganged. He's been hogtied, tied up, and he's been manacled. Now, this I don't get this. 
On one hand, he's being manacled to Remus Lupin. On the other hand, he's being manacled next to Ron. The guy well, just broke his leg. I was thinking that. Um, the alternatives aren't possible. Yes. Hermione, I'm sorry, but she's a girl. No. No, no. I'm be, let me be the first to tell you. She's a girl. Right. It would look sinister, him being this naked middle-aged man being shackled to a girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other alternative, Harry. Even, not, just as weird. Yeah. He's the one whose parents he killed. He's going to yeah, yeah, possibly yeah. touch him. Mm-hmm. Ron, he's already familiar with him. Yeah. The best pals, <laughs> the thickest thieves, they share a bed. What about Sirius and Lupin? Sirius, well he's on the other side of Lupin, isn't he? Yeah, but can't it be Sirius and Lupin on each hand? Sirius is going to kill him. Oh, right. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's going to throttle him. The logistics of it are confusing. I love that they leave Snape for dead, and they're just, oh yeah, he's fine. Is he? Is, how do you know what your magic, so you can do a CAT scan, can you? <laughs> you can do a brain scan just by looking at him. You, you know, you, you don't know if he's had brain damage or hurt himself. Oh. Oh yeah, he'll be fine. He's bleeding from the brain. He's knocked out, but that's fine. He likes it. He likes it. He likes it, year sevens. We'll leave him in the Shrieking Shack. We'll deal with taking this prisoner to the castle. You know, the Shrieking Shack, where he almost lost his life four yeah. years ago. <laughs> he likes it there. Yeah. Bloody hell. You know, we don't... It's like people reliving trauma all the time. Yeah. That's the other thing, Snape. Not only does he have to work with Lupin, now he has to be returned to the place where he nearly died. And bully sub- <coughs> being unconscious. Right. How many, how many out of five oversized balding babies out of five are you giving this chapter? For me, I enjoyed it, but I've not mentioned this during the pod uh, so far, but I found it to be a lot of exposition. There was a lot of explaining and it was quite a long chapter, really. Oh, yeah. There was a bit of fun with Snape being thrown across the room and knocked out. Yeah. Bit of fun like that. We've got hog tying, we've got... Pettigrew turning into his actual self. I enjoyed all that, but a lot of talking, a lot of explanation. I feel like it would have been nicer to have that revealed through more action as we move on. Yeah. But I did enjoy it. I'm going to give it a middling to solid three balding, grown baby Oversized, balding babies. Oversized, balding babies out of five. For me, I loved this chapter. It was finally the adult content I needed. Betrayal uh, reveals violence. Mm -hmm. The words that we use to describe everything, it was beauty, it was poetry, Mm -hmm. it was Shakespeare. Yes. For me, I'm giving it five oversized balding babies out of five. Whoa! Now, are you ready for this week's exciting segment? Quiz, quizzy key, quiz, quizzy key, quiz, 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 how was the transformation of rat to human of Peter Pettigrew described? What was it like? Um, was it like a balloon expanding? No. Oh, I better find a replacement. 
It was like a sped up film of a growing tree. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, you've lost the quiz. Chris Quizzy, Chris Quizzy, Chris Quizzy, Chris Quizzy, could ask you some questions now. What will you do? Chris Quizzy, Chris Quizzy, Chris Quizzy, that's my problem. Because what will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. Right, so I need a replacement for the Pottervision tour. So if anybody wants to join me, you have to say some pretty suspect lines, but we'll work on it together. Send us an email, pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com and uh, you can replace Tom for the remaining 15 dates on the tour. It is time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, we've had a gorgeous five-star review from Jimoth Farkar. So Jimoth says, The natural next step in Potter appreciation. At the time of writing, it's ten days since I saw the Pottervision lads by happy accident at Chorley Theatre. The show was superb. My daughter and I have been quoting bits to each other ever since. And by the next morning, I was thirsting for more. (laughs) Exactly. The Pottervision podcast doesn't disappoint at all. I've always been a fan of irreverent comedy, so I was delighted to find that Lucas and Tom do a fantastic job of picking out the little details in each chapter that unravel plot lines and characters. It's all done with love and humour and frequent hilarious rambling anecdotes, and it's genuinely got me re-enjoying the books more than I have since I read them to my own kids back in the day. Amazing. Keep it up, lads. There's plenty of source material still to go, and it looks like you've got a seriously enthusiastic audience that will continue to grow. Best wishes. We promise. What a lovely thing. We promise. Promise now. We promise. I promise. Good. Now. Promise me. What's that from? Promise me. Don't, no. Does it seem familiar? No, a little bit. Promise me. What's it from? Listeners have to write in. I'm not I don't that. like that. Just tell me. Give <laughs> Go me on, what's the next bit? What's the next bit? All right, we've had some lovely responses from people who've seen us in Hull and in Peterborough. We've got a message from John... What's this bragging? Oh, these are messages we've had in. So we've had a message from Jonathan Sheriff. He says, thanks, guys. A genius show. Much needed laughter had in the fullest. Enjoyed every moment, even if I was a Hufflepuff on stage. Mm. And then we've had In the Lions, Den, who saw us in Hull. They said, great show last night, incredibly funny and full of charisma. Hope you guys continue on and do every movie in the future. Um, and then finally... No, don't want <laughs> and finally, we had Lockwood1997 on Twitter, who said, I was at tonight's show in Peterborough. Congrats, guys. Incredibly funny. Got yourself a new subscriber to the pod. 10 out of 10. Lovely. Now, finally, for our final question, we've started doing a new thing where people can actually send their questions via voice memo. Oh, yeah. What's, so, this, what's this segment called? So this is Edwige Droppings, but it's a vocal one. Why don't we call it the Howler? The Howler. Oh, I like this. Right. Nice Howlers, any, let's call any, them. <laughs> any Howlers? <laughs> nice Howlers sounds like something you might shout from a scaffolding and a woman walking past. Right, let's hear it. Nice Howlers. Now, this is from Ginge Pixel. So let's see what he says. Hello, Pottervision boys. Here is my question. If you could create a brand new house in Hogwarts, what would you name it and what would its sigil be? And what would it be like? Who would be in it and why? That is exactly what I wanted. 
<laughs> well, first of all, my God, that <laughs> caramel voice. Oh, oozing onto a victorious bunch. I'm going to speak for all of our listeners, part one, when I say I don't think I was expecting Junior Pixel to sound like that. My <laughs> God, you should be reading audiobooks, man. M&S adverts. Hello, Bodivision boy. Oh, my God. I, lo- I love listening to that. Anyway, what was the question? Oh, if we had to create a fifth Hogwarts house, what? give us some information. Okay. What would it be? What would it look like? First off, you need an animal, don't you? Yeah. Right, you need an animal. Yeah. We've had snake, we've got lion, we've got badger, we've got raven. Okay, mine, my house is gorilla more. Gorilla more. I like it. Gorilla more. Yeah. So sigils are gorilla. Yeah. What colour have we got? Red's gone. Yellow's gone. Green's gone. Blue's gone. What's gorilla more? Pink. 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 Gorilla more. Gorilla more. Yeah. It's pink. What type of people, Tom, get sorted into gorilla more? Tough guys. Tough guys, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good looking guys. Good looking guys. Uh, sporty guys. Sporty guys. Guys like me. Jocks. <laughs> gorilla more is for the jocks. We've got the brave, we've got the wise, we've got the loyal. The vain. The vain. The vain. Because Slytherin, really, they're just nasty pieces of work, but mm. you can't say that they're vain, can you? Mm. That is Gorilla Moor. I love them look like pirates. What about yourself? For myself, I'm going to create a house that is going to be orange. Yeah. I'm going to call it Bumphrey. It's orange. The animal will be a flobber worm. I'm going to use a magic creature. Why not? Mm-hmm. And these are for people... Who don't want to say? They're shy, listeners. They're shy. It's for shy people. The house of Bumfrey. Bumfrey. Okay yeah. then. Now it's up to the listeners. Would you rather be in Gorilla Moor <laughs> or Bumfrey? We'll do a poll. We'll do a poll. Would you rather be in the house where you're handsome, where you're tough, where you're confident, or? Would you rather not say <laughs> and be in Bumphrey? We'll do a lovely little picture. We'll make up the house crests and uh, we'll put a poll out on our Instagram. Hedwig's droppings. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you all so much for coming, uh, for listening. We are going on tour. We're next on Glasgow. We're in Glasgow on the 8th of November. We're in Edinburgh on the 9th. We're in Newcastle on the 10th. We're in Sheffield on the 14th. We're on Liverpool on the 17th. And then we've got loads more dates after Christmas as well. Book tickets now, pottervision.com. Also, why not leave us a five-star review? Last week, I had a look, and we were number five when you search Harry Potter, which is fantastic. It can go even higher if you give us those five-star reviews. It gets us more listeners, and it's great. Help us, listeners. Help us. Help us. Also, if you want bonus content, there are now 16 bonus episodes of the podcast, 2019 live show, merchandise, shout-outs on the pod, loads of stuff like that. Go to patreon.com slash pottervision and you will be supporting us and helping us make the show. Or even if you don't want any of the bonus content, you can just support the boys and not access it. <laughs> Please do you that. You can just support us. <laughs> boys, I just want the main show. I'm a baby Harry. Lovely. Next week, we'll be on chapter 55, well, episode 55, we'll be on chapter 20 of The Prisoner of Azkaban, The Dementor's Kiss. 
You have been Tom Lawrenson. You have been dressed in Lucas Kirkby's clothes. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Potter Vision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.